Hey guys, awesome episode today. We got an accidental picture sent to the wrong guy and how to send nudes in between hookups. Check it out. Enjoy. Share with friends. J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from Pullman Studios in Times Square, New York. We've made a, a small change. Very excited to be here at the Poe. Uh, they taped Doug, the animated series here. So we are in, uh, you know, we're in Hollywood. We're in the biz right now. We're, in, we're Hollywood East. Hollywood East right now. This is where Doug happened for all of you people out there that remembers uh what was it called? Nick Tunes, right? Snick, Nick Tunes, the whole deal. Snick, Nick Tunes, the whole deal. Shelby's here with us. Uh, we're very excited to have our guest today. I'll bring him in right away. You heard him pop in just now. Phil Hanley, thank you for coming back. J-Train, I'm pumped, man. I haven't been here for a while. It was nice to see Shelby. I felt like I was more excited to see Shelby than Shelby was excited to see me. Shelby, it, no, Shelby has low energy. Low. It doesn't matter. He could. That could have been the most exciting oh, he's really? ever been all week. I recommend some iron or something. He <laughs> seemed Shel- a little low. Shelby, were you happy to see Phil or no? Over the moon. I oh, knew it. The moon. I knew it. There I knew it. I knew he was over the Shelby's moon. Shelby's back. I know Shelby well enough to know when he's happy to see someone. Okay. All and right. it's the same look as not happy, but I know. We oh, have this synergy thing going on. All right. Well, it makes me feel better, Shelby. Yeah. So... Phil, we're excited to have you here. Uh, all of you need to go follow Phil on Instagram. He said, he said to me, how do I get more Instagram I did followers? say that. And I said, come on the podcast. Yeah, the only man. way I can help. Yeah. So, at Phil M as in Mary Hanley. <laughs> <laughs> at Phil M Hanley on Instagram. All of you need to follow him because he's a fantastic comic. And during these times of who to go to see do stand-up comedy. Like, I I think that's something I've been thinking about a lot lately because there's just, the market is flooded. 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 But, like, there was a a thing that happened last week in uh, Montreal. You were, you're a Canadian. Yeah, I was there. I was, I just got back last night. So there was, I, 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 this is very inside comedy talk and I don't really do this on the podcast, but we'll do it real quick. That guy, Darren Knight. He had a bomb of sorts and then yelled at the crowd about what comedy should be. No, You know what? The, I have no recollection. Please go through this because I didn't know about this. I was at JFL. Uh, I- JFL, for those listening, is the largest comedy festival in the world. It's in, like so many comics. You, uh, We were there together last, last year. Last year. This yep. year, Chappelle was there. Kevin Hart was there. They traded me and they traded Chappelle in for me. They can't have both. Yeah, you can't have both. Um, Too much excitement. What happened? I just read, just as we were starting, I read on Twitter, someone said that, someone referenced this. What, what exactly so went down? So this is a story that only comics would hear about. That's the thing. Like, I know when you do your business, whatever you do for work, there's stuff that happens in your work world that you hear about and you're like, everyone must be talking about it. Yeah. No one knows about the accountant that did the Me Too thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay? But you know about it because it's your world. So I'll, I'll clue people. This guy, Darren Knight, uh, apparently has a huge following for this thing called Southern Mama. 
where he is... He's a YouTube guy. He's a YouTube guy. I have heard of this guy. And listen, you get your audience and the way you get your audience, good for you. And if it connects, it connects. Yeah. So Southern Mama, I went and looked it up. Shelby, you know about this guy, right? It's a character. It's like he just does a voice. He doesn't even put on like a, any makeup, any outfit. Yeah, yeah he's in his car. This is how, how, how crazy these times of comedy are. He's in his car just taping himself. It's just a phone. or where yeah. every, you, you think like it's the thing where he's in front of the camera, quick cuts, but it's just him. Yeah, and it's, um, it's fine enough. I'm sure it's funny for people. And listen, this is the, I will never tell someone what is or isn't funny. Good for you. If yeah. you like it, you like it. Yeah. I think there's people on the other side like he's saying i guess so i guess he's uh, he was considered variety magazine's top 10 comics okay good for him which is and that's a big thing big honor. they do it every year in montreal it's a big thing and then you get the honor then the people who get the honor do a show so now that you've already gotten this thing you have to back it up by going on stage but a lot of them do different types of comedy yeah but apparently this guy has been like selling out he well, does do theater. He does theater, you right? Know what? I, I, I heard about him last weekend. I was at Cellar Vegas, and Rocky Del Dale, uh, really funny dude, Yeah, he used to open for him. And and I hadn't heard of him, and Rocky was like, yeah, he sells out like theaters. I think he predominantly plays in the southern states. I think. I uh, could be wrong. So whatever it is, and I think Variety, they're, they're trying to say something about themselves. Like, hey, we we go southern. Yeah. We, we, we got the whole, the list has everything on it. And I guess this guy didn't have a great set, and then he yelled at the audience because he said that comedy shouldn't be about race and sex. And that's why he bombed. His oh. Name. Whatever it might have been, you can go look it up and read it up. I don't know the story well enough to even report on it. But what I'm saying is, um, if you know someone from YouTube, they might not, necessar- not necessarily be the same person on stage. Yeah. It might not represent what you have seen online. And it might not, and I, I think... Just because someone's funny on YouTube, it doesn't mean in a comedy club that's it's going to be the same. It's going to work, and 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 that's not to say he doesn't work on stage because no. he might work on stage. I, yeah, I think he does. I think he does do live shows and tours and stuff like and, that. And th- good for him. But I'm yeah. saying we meet so many people that are like they are stand up comedians. Yeah, it's a, it's a different skill, and I, I think people don't recognize that. They're just like, oh well. Uh, you know he's funny in a movie, yeah. and he's coming to the local comedy club. That he could, if like, if he's funny in a movie and a great stand-up, those are two separate things. That's like just because someone's a good hockey player doesn't mean like, oh my god, he's playing baseball this year. It's going to yes. be amazing. And, and how different it is um, isn't really told to people a lot of times. No. And, and listen, we go out every night, and, and we you do have stand- to, and you have to go out every night to do stand-up. Like, so a lot of people who follow me, they're like, oh, I know you from Instagram. What's going to be a live show? Like, I'm like, well, this is something I practice every single yeah. day. And they don't know it. No, and, and like say, okay, Kevin Hart is, is great in movies and, and is a great stand-up. That's, th- that's not the norm. Like Kevin Hart, yeah, I, yeah, we've yeah. been at the cellar where- sure. I, he was there. He turned. It was one twenty in the morning. He's going up to work on new stuff, which yep. I assume is on a special that just came out. And uh, he turned to me. He's like, "Yeah, I got like a pickup at like six in the morning or five thirty in the morning or something like that." And you're like, "Whoa!" But that's what you'd have to do to be that good. You need to get up every night. It's two different jobs. Yes, and, very different. And, and people are like, "Well, what?" You know, when someone asks me like, "What do you do on a daily basis?" I'm always like, "Comic is a million jobs that make up one name." 
Yeah. So, but I, the reason I got into this discussion in the first place is Phil's one of those people that, like, you. I watch you do stand. You're a stand-up comedian. Yeah, pr- and I like, like watching you. Oh, and I think thanks, everyone man. would love to go see a show of yours, and it would be would be like, oh, this is was an amazing. This was worth the price of admission. Yeah, I mean, in that, yeah, that's uh, my top uh, priority. And if you can do both, and I've done acting and stuff, but if you can do both, great. That's not you're Bo Jackson. Like yeah. you're, it's a, it's a news story. Yeah, if you yeah, can yeah. do both, yeah, and it's you know? tough to do. But it, but also you got to be up every night. Every night, so, man. And you got to be in front of people that don't necessarily know you from your YouTube video. Yes, and people that don't. I mean, for like, it's great. We get to play the comedy seller, sure. and that's a sophisticated audience in the sense that chances it's so you know it's hard to get tickets and stuff like that so they know comedy but it's also great to do a corp i feel so good if i'm at a corporate gig where mm-hmm. these people have never seen stand-up before listen i i totally understand. and it hits yeah, and you're it, like oh that's a joke this now. is what i want yeah to do. i want people to walk in and then walk out going oh that was a great experience i had with that person i'd never heard yeah and, and and it's not people that look like you and it's yes. not you know what i mean and and that's the thing um you know when i i you know i give out dates for Live shows, I say to I say to people, you may know me, and I appreciate that you know me. And I tell you, bring a friend because if you like, I'm more worried about your friend liking me than you. Yeah, because I know you're gonna connect. We already know each other a little bit. You've listened to this podcast. You've enjoyed yourself. The friend is who I'm worried about for your sake because you made your friend spend some dough. Yeah, and your friend's looking at you going, "Who's this guy?" Yeah. Okay, fine. And then my thing is I need the friend to like me even more than you did. Yeah, and then that's a huge win. Huge win because then the next time we come to town, bring the other friends, and then now you got two people going, yeah, this guy was fun. This was a great night out. This was worth the cost of admission. Yeah. So let's admit to the money we're putting into this. And I will tell you right now, Phil Hanley, go follow at Phil M. Hanley. At Phil Emerson Mary <laughs> Hanley on Instagram, and he's gonna show August twentieth at the Village Underground. He's doing a very uh, noble show. I I, I am so uh, stoked for this. I wanted to do this for a while. It's for uh, Operation Smile, which goes all over the world and um, gives kids are born with like a hair lip, okay. and in some cultures, that means they're like cursed and they're like pushed out of the village. So they see a hair lip and they're like. Get out of town. Yes. Really? Yeah. In some cultures, yeah. It's 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 really frowned upon. Some cultures, it even like affects the whole family. They're like, what did you do to, you know, give birth to this child with a hair lip? <laughs> this is crazy. It's, well, it's crazy to us, but I guess that's the town. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's like some, you know, some cultures. Because I've know. seen the commercials where they're like, we help kids with hair lips. And I'm like... Don't they got, like, and then they're like at a place that like has no grass. Yeah, and, and you're like, well, don't they have other issues than than the lip stuff? But I guess this is a huge thing. Yeah, just I mean, uh, just because I I just you see you know I, I watched a video about it and stuff like that, and you, and you see these poor little kids that are so innocent, and and that's that's it. Like their yeah. life is you know. So uh, this organization, it's two hundred and forty dollars American. And these kids then live a normal life. And now they're they're letting the community, and it's like the hair lip is gone. Yeah. Yeah, so they're so. they're fine, and and they live a normal life, and um, so uh, the sh- <laughs> so yeah. this, this show this is that is- now whisper this story. Yeah. So the show is on August twentieth. No, the show <laughs> is on August twentieth. Uh, the Village Underground, uh, the Comedy Cellar Village Underground, and uh, Johnson and Johnson is going to double the money we raise. So hopefully, so for, like twenty four or thirty kids are going to get uh, so these for operations. Every dollar you raise, Johnson and Johnson's coming in with an extra buck. Yes. 
This is great. So yeah. August 20th, The Village Underground. That's the Comedy Cellars. 8 p.m. Big room, okay? And I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to invite uh, my famous friends. So Famous people. Yeah, a lot. Famous people. Well, I got uh, Sam Rowell and Joe Mackey are going to be, be on, on the, the show, show for sure. Okay. Uh, and then I got, and then I'm, uh, and then there's going to be some special guests. You're in talks. Yeah, it's going to be a big show though, because people want to help out. So go follow Phil on Instagram at Phil M Hanley. August 20th at the VU Village Underground. If you're on the West Coast, Sacramento Punchline. August 30th through 2nd, Sacramento Punchline. I hear from Sacramento people all the time. Go see Phil. Go see Phil. Sacramento Punchline, August 30th through 2nd. I want to thank the people that came to Denver. Wow. Oh, wow. This is up Friday, a week from when we put out the... You guys are great. (laughs) Our studio audience here at Pullman Studios really support that. I got to say, what a show. What a show. What a show. Um, Two things for me to promote. Um... You need, uh, if you're a part of the Feather Nation and you don't have the hat. I gotta get the hat, man. Get the hat. Feather Nation hat is out there. Um, I'll put up a link on my Instagram story. Go be a part, because when you guys come out to shows, when you come and, you know, say what's up when you DM or you tweet, oh, it feathers my nuts. It feels like I'm (coughs) out in the forest and I can feel the dew dropping down from the leaves Right onto my nuts that are hanging out in the back of my That is a graphic tale. (laughs) Also, listen, people. I'm on Patreon um, every Sunday. I'm putting out an episode every Sunday. Uh, The people who love it, love it. People who are into Patreon are in... in, I get people that come up to me all the time like, Coffee with J-Train every week. So much fun. It's like my news and notes. Right, Shelby? It's really just a... You know, like, it's just off the top, what happened last week, complaints, uh, just sipping my coffee, talking off out of my ass. Right off the dome. Right off the dome. So go to patreon.com slash Jared Free. Three bucks a month. Three bucks a month to get a bonus episode every Sunday. Get involved, get involved, get involved. Well, let's do some emails. You ready? I'm ready, man. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Chick email. Cue the music, Shelby. My best friend has found herself in quite the dilemma and is in need of perspective from the Adonis of Ass Play. That's me. <laughs> You're the Adonis of Ass Play? The Archbishop of Ass Play, the Adonis of Ass Play, the Wizard of Weddings, the Sultan of Swipes, the Climax Czar. I'm here. <laughs> Earlier tonight, we were on the phone while she sat on her golden throne blowing it up after <laughs> blowing it up after indulging in too much Panera mac and cheese. That is quite a painting. Yeah, it's also graphic. Being the disgusting creature that she is, she wanted to take a picture and send it to me. Oh, Jesus. So we could together experience the fruit of her loins. A very normal thing for us to do. We know we're animals. Is this two females? Two women. Wow. I think this is a measure of equality. Women are getting just as gross as dudes, and I love it. They're grosser than this dude. I don't send uh, pictures of my... Uh... <laughs> no, you don't? No. Do you, do you send... I've ne- It's been a while since I've sent a picture of my dump. I do, I mean, we can all admit we take a dump. Uh-huh. I turn to see, you know. Colon I, health. I want to see what's going on. Yeah, you touch base. Like, do, do you stand wiping or sit wiping? That's a good question, man. Uh, I always wonder what other people are doing. Like, am I the weird one? Like, I, I, I think I'm a sit wiper. I, yeah, I don't know if it could be a combination. Do you look at... At the the napkin after you wipe, uh, 
This is, uh, can I just, I remember once a comedian asked a woman in the crowd that. And really? She, yes. And it was really embarrassing. I, I, I don't think it's so embarrassing. I just wonder what people do. No, but you I come from a place. Only... I come from a place of entertainment where, like, if you buy a ticket to my show, I'm not gonna ask you when you get up to use the washroom. I'm not gonna be like, "Oh, you're going to take a show." I'm not I gonna embarrass have, yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. with anything to do with your bowels. No, that's okay. how I. It's part I, of my but, mission statement. The, my that's my mission statement for on but the, stage. But in this podcast, I this, the, no, I, no, I respect I ask that. Every guest this question. But okay, so the so and the, the audience wants to know, right? Yeah, Shelby our, wants to know. Maybe Shelby would be a little happier to see me. <laughs> our studio audience is really interested. <laughs> I think. Yeah, they want to know. Uh, so, but anyway, this comedian asked poop, poop, this, poop. <laughs> this poor woman in the crowd, "Do you look?" And she's like, "Oh no!" And then he, and then he, it was obviously like a, a staple of his crowd work. And yeah. he goes, "Well, then, how do you know your, you know, your ass is clean or whatever?" And then she yeah. just looked humiliated. So I think it's part of hygiene is to check it out to make sure you're you're ready to move on with your day, right? Yeah, I think I I well, look. It's really setting him off. <laughs> the crowd is yeah. angry. Yeah. Um, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm I think you have to. And I'm looking. I think it's I think it's part of good hygiene to make sure you're ready to rock. I do also when I'm done, I turn around, I cross my arms, and I give a approving nod as if it's my child. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's when it's, a that, big, it's a boy. A big, it's a boy. I smoke a cigar. <laughs> Just a full cigar. Yeah. What were you doing in the bathroom? <laughs> I was there for an hour. I had to, I had to celebrate. <laughs> uh, however, instead of sending the picture to me, she sends it to the guy she fucked a few weeks ago that she's been texting. Oh, no. A classic mistake. <laughs> this, is a, <laughs> this would be a great episode of a TV show. <laughs> this, is her, this, is her, this is her putting a, putting that mac and cheese down the bowl. <laughs> For five minutes, she kept screaming, what do I do? Oh, and my looking God. looking up new homes, new towns to move to while I laughed myself to, my, laugh myself to a six-pack. Thankfully, she's not um, as dumb as she looks and quickly texted him saying that she came home to this in her toilet and blamed it on her roommate's boyfriend. Good move. Uh, the poor reci- uh, recipient of this rather foul picture quickly texts back saying, that's gnarly and telling her to come over. Wow. So, Papa JT, is this guy just stupid and thought it was she was just randomly send him a shit pic? Or is he playing dumb to get this nasty bitch in his bed? Toast preach the wise words of the king of brunch, king of shits himself. <laughs> uh, what do we think? Quick quick info about my bestie. She's 9-10-10. She rates her friend. Face, body, personality. Yeah. 9-10-10 and does not look like she's capable of what is at the bottom of that toilet. What do you think about the, how, what happened in this story? Uh, I, I could see because I'm dyslexic. So sometimes I'll be texting. Once I did a really terrible show, it was okay. an awful stand up show. And uh, I thought I was texting uh, Mark Norman, our mm-hmm. friend. He's been to, on. To complain about the show. But instead, I texted the guy whose show it was. Oh my God. Yeah. I was just like, what a fucking shit show. And uh, I felt so bad. But because I'm dyslexic, sometimes I'll yeah. think a name and uh, think I mean, of texting not someone dyslexic, else. We've all kind of been there. But the the what did the guy the, say? Uh, he never responded. Really? Yeah, and I felt so bad. I mean, the fact of the matter was, it was a it was a bad show. But do you think there's people out there like I I I don't remember an occurrence where I've received. The text talking about me to me? No, I have not received that. And I feel like, oh, maybe, like, are there people out there that have received, like, dozens of those and going, well, everyone else oh is crazy. Oh, my God. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. I, like, yeah. like I, if you've received it once, we have all can get once. Yeah. 
The third time you got to go, well, maybe I'm a shitty person. Maybe I'm the, 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 the problem. Yeah. Right? Yes. Or, I mean, there's also the thing where you send, I have sent like a sext mm. to the wrong person. But dodge the bullet and it's just like a buddy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And nothing like too crazy. I've done that. I've done that before too. Yeah. But thank God it's not to your to your mom or to your you know what I mean? Like work. I've also sent a sex to the wrong person, but it was it was it was um it was an it was anonymous. The the things I was, it was vague enough uh-huh. that I could go we could laugh about it. It wasn't as uncomfortable as it could have been. Yeah, that's exactly what I, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what Now, if some girl sent you her shits by accident that you had been fucking, what What would you do? I, I'm a little- like, s- this guy was like, come the fuck over. Now that I know that the maybe, Yeah, maybe he's into out. like German porn or something. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I, I got to admit, like I'm not, uh, I'm a little squeamish when it would come sure. to a really disgusting uh, shit. Mm. I wouldn't be thrilled. But if she covered it up, I would think a uh, odd uh, icebreaker. The way she covered it up is perfect. Yes. Throw the roommate's boyfriend Absolute, under the bus. Yeah. Fuck that dude. He'll Completely. be okay with it, I'm sure. Yes. That's the move right yeah. there. I think she did the perfect move. And smart, because I think I'd be, uh, yeah, I would I would be paralyzed in fear. If you really, if you, especially if you really like the person. And you can also, like, also, going with it is the best move she did. She said, uh, what do I do? What do I do? And then, thankfully, she's not as dumb as she looked. Quickly texts him saying that she came home to this in her toilet. Like, the the idea that she went with... When you make a mistake like this, you got to go with the current. the current. Yes. And the current that you need a story that's so streamlined. Her story of came home, wow, thought of you because you're disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And look at what the roommate did. I can't even believe it. Yeah. I like that he... If he believed it... She should be proud of her shit that a guy was like, yeah, I can believe that's a dude. Yeah, shit. that looks like uh, <laughs> yeah, Bud Light and Chili Dogs. <laughs> I also don't think less of this guy. If anything, it means that he's like, you know, down for that type of humor with her, which means that they're both being vulnerable with each other. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I would not uh, hold that against the dude at all. No. And and uh, he also sometimes you do. I mean, I I and I would believe if I was him, I would believe. Her like I'd be like weird icebreaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would believe that. Yeah, and also you have someone sending you shits in like a Sunday night. You're like, uh, come over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it sounds like you're in a weird mood. Yeah. Let's do a little nasty. Yeah, yeah. And she's gonna be light on her toes. Yeah. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Phil Hanley at Phil M Hanley on Instagram. Go follow. Go support. Too many nudes. Hi, writing because I'm obsessed with your podcast and I need your honest opinion on a situation so I don't screw it up. Met a guy at a business trade show this week. Okay. Ended the trip with a crazy night of ridiculous hot sex. Exchanged numbers. He texted me the next morning, make sure I made my flight to say he was glad he met me. I'll probably be seeing him at a conference again in about four months. Okay. We live on the opposite sides of the country, so we both know, uh, know there's no intention of a relationship. Okay. My question is, I want to send him nudes to keep him the interest, but not sure how often to send them. I want to stay on his mind, but I don't want to send so many that he gets bored with them. Do guys even get bored with nudes? Uh, Should I send one a week? Are multiple nudes a week too many? Is there such a thing as too many nudes? Need your answer ASAP. So what do we think? It's a great question. It is such a good question. Um, 
when you get a nude or even first off, she should ease her way into nudes. She could just reference yeah. sex and it, it, he'll drop his phone. He'll get so excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when yeah. you get just like, uh, especially at first, when someone sends you like, uh, you know, some message referencing like what went down or like a highlight for her when they were together, mm-hmm. it is so. Exciting. Yeah. It really is. So I would slowly move towards the nudes. And I think what you said is so correct. Referencing the hot night you had. Yeah. That's what guys will be, you know, masturbating to. Uh, Yeah. Well, that's probably what he is masturbating to. And and also if it's something that didn't even really stand out to him, but she's referencing it, he'll be turned on by the fact that she liked whatever she was into. Because guys- I mean, you know, you don't necessarily we, know. Well, we're also, we don't know, and we're also like, we like video games. We like doing the thing to get you on. Yeah. So the, the idea that like our ego is built on, we made you do that. We made you wet. Uh-huh. You know, that's a nice thing. Yes. I, there is such a thing as too much because you have to be realistic, which you are, of where this could go. And you, four months is a long time to keep someone on the hook. Okay? Yeah. And you can't be offended by not responding or short conversations. You have to be, you have to consider this like a side hustle that you, you know, that like, like it's like a side business that you don't really care about. It's a about. casual hobby. Casual hobby. This is, uh, you know, this is you, you like to sing, but you have no aspirations of being a, mu- uh, a music You might go to karaoke yeah. once every few weeks. You gotta keep, you gotta keep in perspective what this is to him, most yeah. likely, and yeah. to you. Yeah, because- if you start, if you go out of the gates, she sends a nude right out of the mm. gates. What, what, like, for him to be excited four months down the road, she's going to have to be sending some preposterous, a, yeah. you know what I mean? That's why you don't buy your 16-year-old a Mercedes. Where's he going to go from there? Exactly. You got <laughs> That's a hot take. Yeah. I, 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 I'm just saying, yeah, so for her, you start with, like, casual talk. I would do things in the later hours. Hey, like I've got, like you can send a text that's like, hey, I was just, like even if you talk about that you were just thinking about him while you were getting off. Yeah. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? But I think, I think maybe send something within a week. Sure. Then, and mention that you're excited to, um, you know, see him again or whatever. Hopefully, or maybe don't even mention that. But But the, the thing is that guys want, is, and I'll say it for this guy, four months from now, he's excited to get back with you, but he doesn't want the plan. No. So, so yeah. he wants to, he thinks, I, and I, I know this sounds awful, he thinks he can go to the he's, next business conference, he'll probably, there's another ship coming. And uh, he's probably wrong about that. Yeah. And you need the adventure of what happened with you and him that adventure needs to repeat itself. Yes, I think, because, I, I mean, the one thing that for sure, about five days out from the conference is when something should arrive. Yes. For sure. So now you got to work your way back, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. a Murder, She Wrote episode. <laughs> you got to work you, your way back. You got to put on your cardigan. Yeah. Um, yeah, because J. Chain's right. That's a long game. Just keep it sexy, keep it at weird hours, and keep it short. And that's not to say there's once a week, twice a week, zero times a week, maybe one week where you just fucking hang out, and then maybe the next week you're in. Just I, I think like the the randomness of it is what you want to keep going, especially for someone that you're considered a random hookup. Yeah. Keep them random. Uh huh. Because that's what's fun about this whole thing. Yeah, and there's something he will cross your mind. You know what I mean? Maybe mm-hmm. you'll be on a business trip and you'll be by yourself, and it's like. 
you know, 1230 and he crushed your mind. And there's nothing wrong with reaching out at that point. Not at all. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Phil Hanley. At Phil M. Hanley on Instagram. Hook up to dating. J Train, sending you lots of feathers from San Diego. Love the podcast, but I have a dilemma. So my best friend's boyfriend's best friend. <laughs> best friend's boyfriend. Best friend's boyfriend's best friend. So I yes. get it. I got it. I got it. I love him. We hang out often as a big group, just never us four. Never just us four. And one night a couple months ago, a big, uh, a big group of us were all out at a bar, and I ended up going home with him and sleeping with him. Then I woke up at 4 a.m. and I started my period, so I had to leave ASAP before I made his bed a bloodbath, and I never got the chance to tell him that. P.S. Also left my shirt because I couldn't find it anywhere in the dark room. A few days later, he texted me to meet up to give us uh, to give me the shirt, but it never happened because my job. I used to work nights. This is the only time we've really texted. So now I've seen him a few times since, and he is nice, and we've got a good group. We have good convo, but he isn't giving me as much attention as I'd like. Now, I'm not trying to just sleep with him again and have another drunk hookup, but actually go on a date with him. So how should I go about doing this? We're snap and Insta friends, but we don't ever interact on them. He is a super smart, nerdy engineer that isn't a fuckboy at all, and all his friends said he sucks with girls that they, they haven't ever seen him even hook up with girls. Okay. Uh, so I think he's just really nervous and shy. She writes question marks. Let me know what you think. Any advice will help. What do you think about this? I think, uh, especially if he's shy and nervous. So he, you left, he texted to want to meet up to give you a shirt back, which he just want, he didn't, he didn't care about your shirt. He just no, wanted no, no, no. to see you again. Okay. And it didn't happen. So now he's guarded and thinks that you don't. So you need, she needs to initiate this. This is interesting what you say. Cause I thought of it, you know, I don't like when friends do the shy, nervous thing. And this is one of those moments where like everyone's shy and nervous until they want, see something they want. And then they're a fucking ball. Do you know, you know what I mean? Like, how many people do you know that are shy and nervous are really that shy and nervous? I do know guys that would, like, I, honestly, I, I, I feel like, okay, but so he put himself out there and was like, let's meet up. I want to give you this shirt. Sure. Which, I mean, he's- He tried. He's friends. And then it went away, and you're saying that maybe that was a That sign. was it. Like, he, he put himself out sign. there. Yeah. Yeah. And even though it was innocent, and even though he's completely reading the situation wrong, because that happens all the time. Okay. You'll say to someone, you'll be like, oh, I, I you know, I, I had such a crush on you last year or whatever, and the person's mm-hmm. like, no way, I had a crush on you too, and you're like, oh, fuck. That's, I, it's either that answer, or he just wants to keep this cordial for the big friend group. Because he doesn't want to fuck again. Well, it's one or the other. I know, but also by putting yourself out there, he could be, if he's not used to hooking up, like I've gone through stages in my life where I'm more promiscuous than other stages. And when you're not hooking up with people all the time, you're more likely to talk yourself out of hooking up with someone. You lose the muscle. And it just feels so monumental. And you're like, I don't want to ruin the friendship and da 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 da. But if he was hooking up all the time, he'd be like, ah, you know. I could hook up with this girl again. It's not a big deal if it doesn't work out. Knowing both of those scenarios, the scenario that you present, which is could absolutely be the case, the scenario that I'm presenting, which is he's happy with the interaction you had, but he's also worried about this big friend group, and he doesn't know if you guys will ever be long-term, uh-huh. and what he's trying to do is try to get away from the sex to now soften into a friendship and go where you were before. That could be the case, too. What I'm saying to this girl is 
you need to be someone needs to be direct. Mm-hmm. This guy obviously isn't going to be that no. way. So, and I know this is a hard advice to take, but you need to send him a text being like, "Hey." And I'm I'm not sure if she has his number, but over DM, Instagram DM or text, however you get in touch, you say, hey, uh, I had a great time that other night. Um, I still would like my shirt back, but I'd also, but more importantly, I'd love to get a drink sometime. I have a lot of fun with you and I'm totally cool if that's not something you're looking for, but I want to put it out there because I'd be upset at myself if we just let this time go by. I think that's great. I would, instead of saying sometime, I would say... This week, this or week. yeah, give him give him like a bit of a thing. Totally agree. Uh, hey, I'm um, Tuesday, Wednesday stinks on my schedule, but Monday or Thursday totally works. So at least you're 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 valuing your own time. You're yeah. saying these are days that I'm not gonna go with you, uh-huh. but these are other days that I could figure it out and put the ball in his court. Totally, because it's one or the other. We live in this world where it's like, oh, it, it must be because he's nervous, and I'll just wait around like a like, and it's like, listen. You come at him, you say, hey, I'm down, down to hang. I'm cool. If you don't want to, totally cool. I understand not everyone's ready at that time in their life. Yeah. But I want to let you know that I'm here willing and able. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't have to ruin the whole group. Yeah. No, I would go to Panera. Have mac and cheese. Send him a picture of your shit. Take shirt. a huge dump. <laughs> JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. We're going to get to a dude email, but first, I'm very excited about this sponsor. I've talked about them before. Brooklinen. Brooklinen. They are brooklinen.com, brooklinen.com, brooklinen.com. I'm going to tell you right now, I have the Brooklinen sheets, okay? Girls have walked into my apartment, looked at sheets, and been like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not in. Because you look like an immature person when your bed isn't made. You need a nice bedding, and Brooklinen has some of the best stuff that is out there at a cost that is not going to kill your wallet. That's the whole thing. We're eliminating, we're not paying Bed Bath & Beyond anymore. Uh Uh-uh. Direct to you. We get rid of paying the rent so that you can pay less. Brooklinen is founded in 2014 by a husband and wife, uh, Team Vicky and Rich Fullup. And their dog, Ducks, Dukes, they spell it D-U-X, and the name of the dog is Dukes. Why not just spell it Dukes? Yeah. yeah. I hate this couple. (laughs) (laughs) I love the product, I love their product. I love it, man. But they're they're exhausting as a couple. Uh, They're a lot. Hey, let's tell you about our business. Oh, our dog, Dukes, did it. It's spelled D-U-X. Oh, come on. Who spelled it for them? Duke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) This is information I didn't need. But... They are helping the world. They take out the middleman. They keep things personal uh, just between them and the customer. And my Brooklyn sh- sheets are, like, amazing. And and here's the thing. You're an adult. It's time to grow up. You need nice sheets. If they're the same ones from college, uh-uh, gross. Or just a mixed mask or cheap or a weird color. You're a man. Have some, like, slate gray. Or, or you're a woman. I don't need to yeah. see the, sh- the the blankie. Oh, dude. That's, like, gross and, you know, you know, has like all the fucking spit on it, Ugh. and they're like, "Well, it's Banky from my childhood." Yeah, put it in a put it in a frame and put it on the wall. Yeah, and then and then have the right sheets. Yeah, put something else over top of that. I on was the wall. just talking about. I tweeted about this the other day. I once slept in a girl's place where she had AC and like wouldn't put it on, even though it was like 
a hundred degrees. <laughs> we hung out the next day. You told me yeah, that story yeah. in the cellar. There it, was nothing. There will. There will. I will never be back there. No. Did ever. She, who? Who would be into that? Well, that not even. It's not the that she didn't have AC. It's the idea that she wouldn't be like. Oh, we need to put this on. Right that now. is such a huge red flag. What does it take yeah. to get you to put it on? Yeah, that is a massive red. And flag. And that's the thing. This is what I'm. What I'm saying here is that we're all connecting little things to big things. Yes. If your sheets stink, I don't think your life is good. You're mm, out. No, and 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 it makes you think like hygiene isn't a priority. Yeah, you, you know gotta get mean? into this. Yeah. My Brooklyn and sheets are the best, uh, most comfortable sheets I've really ever slept on. Brooklyn.com is giving an exclusive offer for just J Train listeners. Get twenty dollars off and free shipping when you use promo code J Train. That's promo code J Train. J Train. J Train. Brooklinen.com, promo code JTRAIN. Brooklinen is so sure you're going to love your new sheets that they offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all their sheets and comforters. Wow. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code JTRAIN. That's promo code JTRAIN at Brooklinen.com, B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code JTRAIN, Brooklinen. These really are the best sheets ever. Let's do some emails. Is it bro code? That's what this is called. Dude email. Is that rare? A dude email? <laughs> well, <laughs> someone once asked me. Yeah. A dude email. They were like, why do you do chick email music? And because when we first started the show, started taking advice, we would get women emails very rarely. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then the joke was we'll play a song, you know, to play it up. Oh, I see. Okay. And then we started getting more women emails than male emails, and we started some you know, Shelby put together, you know, some great tunes for a nice dude email. Shelby. Yeah. But it's funny because in the description, uh, Shelby that makes the the menu every episode that I put up to let people know what you know what's on the episode. Uh-huh. Um, Shelby always writes a female, a woman writes in, or you. What do you write? You. A fe- I write female. You write a female <laughs> listener to let people know. But that's really from before when we weren't getting a lot of oh, female I listeners. See. Okay. And one girl, she wrote me, she's like, why do you have to always say when it's a... F-? And I'm like, eh, it was a joke that we're that is lost now. Yeah. But we kept it going. I started writing mail recently. There we go. We're, we're progressing. Well, I almost lost my computer. Is it bro code? Okay, long story short, shorter than your nose. Uh, where's this guy going? Yeah, wait, is that an expression? Uh, I don't know. Might be anti-Semitic. Uh, my longtime oh, Are friend, you serious? I, I don't know. Uh. <laughs> my longtime friend uh, has been hanging out with his new friend. D- okay. My longtime friend has been hanging out with his new friend. Uh, I've had a grimy vibe from him since I met him. I uh, thought it was just me, but I decided to give him a chance. After a couple weeks of knowing him, I saw him Snapchatting with my buddy's sister. My buddy uh, is aware of this as well, but didn't give it a second thought. Someone just told me that he had slept with my buddy's sister. And everyone else knows, and I feel like shit that he doesn't. I do, don't do want to hurt him, but then again, I don't want this guy around him. What's your thoughts on a sister and how I should go about this? Totes appreciate. What do we think? Whoa. That is... Um, it's, it's, so, it's, it's, so this guy's got a buddy. Yeah. The buddy finds a new friend who's kind of kind of scavy. This guy sensed he was a scummy. Yeah, and now then he sees he's Snapchatting the sister. Yeah, which the friend didn't seem to have a problem with because he knew he yeah. said he knew. Yeah, and now they find out that the friend that this new scummy friend has fucked the sister. Uh huh. And the friend doesn't know what does he do. 
Ah, uh, man, that is a tough, because it's so easy to be like, oh, who cares, it's in your business. But no, it's your boy. Yeah. And, uh, and also, like, this is representative of, like, you thought he was a schemey dude. Yeah. Schemey dude. And now you're like, okay, here's example one. And it's and it's a bit, it's kind of a big one because um, it's one thing to hook up with the guy's sister, but to do it behind his back. He If he had, I feel like if he had, like, pure intention, he was like, yeah, no, I really like this girl and we're having a good sure. time together, then I feel like he would say, Hey, are you cool with it? Especially because it's a new friend. It's not like they've been friends for like 10 years. Well, the other thing, the, the only reason that I'm like kind of on the guy's side is that the brother knew, the guy whose sister was, knew they were Snapchatting. Yeah. If you're Snapchatting my sister, I, I do have an idea that it is somewhat flirty. Like, I don't think you're doing it about baseball scores. Yeah, that's true. You that, know? Like, that, yeah, I, that's true. I think, though, as a good friend, I think he should... Tell his friend, and maybe his friend's response would be like, "Okay, that's cool." And then this guy won't—it won't be eating this guy alive. This probably yeah. crosses the guy's mind all the time, like, "Oh fuck," you know. And also, you have to separate how you feel about this guy and and this situation a little bit. Like, you think he's skeevy. You came in thinking he stinks. That's true too. And maybe so you don't know the situation fully. Yeah, it's tough to speak to because you know. I wouldn't be accusatory. I'd be questioning if I was this guy. I would, like, next time I hang out with a dude, I'd be like, "You." I, I think the best way to get someone to talk to you is by asking questions. Yeah. So, and let them talk. Because the more people talk, the more they have to say, they got to fill the air. Yeah. And then they start talking. Yeah. You know, so to this guy, I would go to your buddy and be like, what do you think of this dude? Are you cool with him? Yeah. Like, and then... He can start, oh, yeah, I think he's cool. And it'll go down whatever road it goes down. And be like, you're cool with him snapping your sister? Like, it kind of feels weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be like, fuck that guy. Because you don't know how much this guy knows. It might be that he's like... Yeah, it's it's my sister. I know that they're kind of hooking up, but I, 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 what right do I have to like tell my sister what to yeah, do? Yeah, and you know what? That's it's such an individual thing for guys. A guy could be totally cool with it, mm-hmm. or a guy could be like, "Oh my god, that's such a huge deal." Yeah, and also the one thing is, like, if your buddy is cool with his sister dating this guy or having hooked up with this guy, you don't want to be in a position that you're judging this guy for how he feels about what his sister does. Yeah, no, I, I would, um, and also this guy could kind of be. Uh, apologetic in a sense, be like, "Hey, man, I don't want to overstep my boundaries. I just feel really protective towards towards you, 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 yeah. and 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 I mean, I'm you know, I have friends who I'm really close to their family, so you're like protective of the sister in sure. a sense too. And- so yeah, I think it has to be a private thing where you aren't. You got to put away anger. Yes. Whenever you come at don't someone, do a drunk. You come at drunk. You're like, yo, fuck this dude. He's fucking your sister. Yeah. Now you've put your buddy on the defensive. Uh huh. He's not done anything wrong. No. So you go to him and just have a conversation, and you have to come in with, look, here, man. This is the facts I know. Um, I I just want to make sure you no know, one's. I don't like anything behind your back. I know now, so I feel like I have to say something to you. Um, I'd if you're cool you with it, me. I'm cool with it. You tell me how yeah, to feel. And I would want like it's also. Would you want? If this, if someone's hooking up with your sister, if it was, if the roles were reversed, would you want him to, you know, tell you or whatever? Yeah, I, would you? Um, I would appreciate that my friend was concerned, but I, this is the one thing that I, the mistake that I've made in my life that I'm trying to like not do anymore is if something's bugging me and really bugging me, it's going to come up at some point. So if I don't take control and bring it up 
at a good time, then it's yeah. going to come up after It'll a couple of drinks or the whatever. Worst way it comes yeah. Out. So yeah, if this yeah, is yeah, really yeah. bugging him, he's got to he's got to talk to his but friend. Go go to him with care. Yes, like, don't go to him right. with like don't make him feel bad for the decisions he might to, have already made, or that you're judging the sister. Yeah, you I know? mean, listen, she's like, of course, if they're of age and everything consensual, that's we're, we're assuming all these things. Yeah. Um, but you know, you want to make sure you're like, hey, just want to like make sure you you're in the loop on this. Yes. Uh, because I hate that anyone would be talking around your back. Like, this guy kind of gives me a vibe. I yeah. just want to make sure that you're cool with him. Done. Totally. JTrainPodcast.com. We have a voicemail. Love the voicemail on this podcast. If you want to call in, Shelby, we got a good one, right? It's a great one. A great one. So if you guys want to call in yourselves, the voicemail number, uh, do you have it in front of you? Shelby? That is 347 669 8252. 347 669 8252. Save it in your phone as Papa JT. Call in. Because <laughs> these questions come up and you're like, I don't want to type it out. Call it in. Yeah, man. Call it in. Let's hear it. Hey, J Train. Say, it's the caller from the Midwest and I've got an urgent problem for he you. Sounds like he's taking uh, that buddy mac and cheese down. college, a good friend of mine. I'm going to be in his wedding here at the end of August and have not heard a single word as of July 27th from his best man um, regarding a bachelor party. Uh, best man is a good friend of his um, from kind of where he's living right now, and I've never met the guy. Uh, I left him a message over Facebook because that was the only contact info I had for him and no response. And with it being under a month now, I'm wondering if I and me and two other buddies of mine who are in the fraternity with him, should be taking over the bachelor party planning. Um, obviously, it's probably a little too late to be going anywhere for the bachelor party, given uh, how much time you might have to take off and how little notice. But I still want to make it fun for him. Um, it'll probably be a Thursday night, seeing as his rehearsal dinner is Friday night, and he gets mad if, um, married on Saturday. So what I'm really calling for is advice how to make a bachelor party on short notice, um, can't be too wild if we're going to be doing rehearsal stuff the next day, but still have a lot of fun. Um, hang up now. Thanks so much. Been a long <laughs> listener and look forward to hearing your advice. I'm going to hang Bye. up now. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah, that's, uh, dude, thank you for calling in. I like that, dude. It's a great question. And a cool dude, man. Cool guy. Good He's friend. worried about his friend. Yeah, uh, like so it. as I understand it, Shelby, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, he's got a, a wedding coming up end of August. Uh, no bachelor. He's not the, the best man. Hasn't taken the reins or made a bachelor party. He wants to know how does he get the reins away from this guy who's obviously not doing much to make it happen. Looks like he's ready to take the stick, but he wants to know something to do on like short notice. It's not too wild. I I got gotcha. you. I, uh, I I what do you think, Phil? What do we? I would uh, I would reach out. I mean, I would reach. I I mean, he's it's almost in because it's all it's almost uh, an emergency to get this thing going. Mm. I don't think it would be that big of a deal. I would put more effort into, I would phone this dude and be like, hey man, I don't know what's what your plan is with the bachelor party. If you need some help organizing it, if, yeah. if I can give you some suggestions and I would love to you know, help out, I'm going to be in town. Obviously, they're going to be in the same town that night. Yeah. I, 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 my advice is similar to yours. I would actually call the guy getting married. And I, because it's a buddy of his, he's in the wedding party, he said, so they're close friends. Yeah. I call him and be like, hey, man, uh, what's the deal with 
the ba- with the bachelor party. Yeah, that's true. There's no there has to be no secret. No secret. And also like he might have told his best man, "Hey, I'm not looking to have a bachelor party." That we don't know. We don't know. So Chain's right, man. You got to call the guy getting married and say, "Hey man, I'm calling because everyone's been wondering and I'm the representative calling you. Yeah. What's going on with the bachelor party?" Again, uh-huh. Ask questions to get the answer and let them speak. Yeah. So he'll come back with whatever. Um, it may be he goes, I don't know. I thought Chad's handling it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. get his number. If he says he's handling it, then you get his number. Yeah. You call this guy. Hey, man, I'm getting in touch with you because he thinks that you're planning the bachelor party. It's okay. And I would be like, it's okay if you're busy. Yeah. I want to make sure a bachelor party happens. So I'm going to do it with a couple of our buddies from our fraternity. Don't feel bad about this, but I just want to make sure that I can get this going. Yeah. And we'll keep you in the loop. Keep you in the loop. Then, so that's, so you start with the, the groom call. Then you do the, ba- if, and this is like a, a, this is a, what are those books that like. Choose your own adventure. This is a choose your own adventure situation. He might say to you. I don't know. He was supposed to be planning it. Then you call the then you call the best man. Yeah. Get his number. Call him. He might say, um, "I don't want anything." Then you stop. Yeah. You you fucking game over. Yeah. You go to the best man. You call him. if he says the best man. Call him and be like, "Hey man, what's the deal?" Let him talk. He might have this whole plan that he just hasn't looped everyone in. And then if he has a plan, now here's the next choose by advent, choose your own adventure. If he has a plan, you tell him. You need to email that to everyone. We need to get on the same page yeah. today because people need to plan their lives. Yes. Or he says, hey, man, I've just been busy. I don't know what I'm going to do. I feel so bad. Dude, no problem. I'm going to take over because I, I, I'm, I'd I'm, i love to be to make this happen, and I, I want to make sure this happens for our friend. Yeah. Give me all the emails of the people I don't know. Now you email today. This should all happen, all these calls. This could take an hour. But yeah. get it done today. Yeah, totally, man. So now you get everyone's email. You email everybody. You say, hey, everybody. That You title it Bachelor Party, whatever. And you say, here's the deal. We're going to get a Bachelor Party together. My advice, try to do it the weekend before. I wouldn't do it the night before all the rehearsals. I immediately yet. thought that, man. Dude, it's too much. It's a, and You're still hungover. Still hungover. I know you're like, I know what you're thinking is, well, everyone's already there. Nah. Nah, some people don't make it. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. And you know what? They're going to go, they're going to be, and let them know it's okay if you can't make it. Yes. We're going to get a crew together no matter what, but you plan these things for the optimum experience and not, and, and the crew will come. Yeah. So if you can, I would do it the weekend before and do it like on a Saturday night, Friday night, Thursday night. And I would rent, I would do this. This is the best bachelor party you can do. You rent a party bus. So you don't have to drive anywhere, and you create a route in the town that you have that inv- that keeps you moving yes. over the course of one totally, night. Totally, man. And you keep it moving. And then you do, I mean, I've given out this on the podcast before with the bingo idea where I was, uh, where you play bachelor party bingo, where everyone you, in each of the boxes is a thing you have to do. Uh-huh. And then whoever gets their boxes filled with bingo wins. Like, you know, one of them could be like, you know, you know, peeing in a bush, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Make out with a stranger, you know, like whatever it is. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you fill up the bingo chart. You could do that over the course of one night. Pee on a stranger. Pee on a stranger. Whatever it might be. Yeah. Take a dump, mac and cheese dump. We don't know. <laughs> so I, so, but the party bus and what I would do is get random with it. You go from place to place to place, especially if it's a one night bachelor party, you start it, you start at steak dinner. 
Then you go to like, then you go to like a weird hole of a place. And then you go to like the nicest place to get cocktails. Then you go to the, you know, a place with a, 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 a dungy strip club. Then you go to a nice strip club. You know, but you keep it moving. Yeah. Party bus is always on. And you have the schedule laid out with timestamps. At 8 o'clock, we're going to be here. At 8, 9 o'clock, we're going to be here. 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1. And then that bus will drop you off at one place at the end. Maybe it's one hotel room where you can all sleep. And that would be, I think, the party bus, what it allows you to do is keep booze in there, keep everyone together, and it also gets you, hey, you could have a whistle. Blow the whistle when you're going to the next location. And I would tell everyone to dress up similarly for that trip. That would be my quick throw together bachelor party. Yeah, and it could be yeah, it could be any any anything as far as dressing up, right? Anything. It could be tuxes, but you know, it could be just one theme yeah. that keeps you all together that when you show up to a place for especially for the single guys, if the the girls will come to you. Yeah, totally. Like, what is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girls will always if you're dressed like guys or girls, someone will come to you, guy or girl, the opposite sex or whatever they're into, and they'll go, "What is this?" Yeah. And that's all you want out of a fun night is one person that you would want to bang come up to you and go, yeah. "What is this?" Yeah, and it could be even if um even if it was like if it's last minute, even as simple, everyone has the same color t-shirt, like whatever. It's simple. Yeah. But make sure that whatever your attire is gets you into all the places on the tour. You don't want a place uh, that's like, hey, we we don't do flip flops. Yeah, don't don't, and nor should you do flip flops <laughs> in general. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. We got room for one more, one news story, Shelby. We do. Let's, Let's do, do it. Have you've been going to L.A. a little bit lately? Done some La La Land recently. Yes. I have the perfect place for you to visit next time you go there. <laughs> oh, please. Do tell. It's called Cheat Day Land. Cheat Day Land. Cheat Day Land. I know where this is going, but go on. It's a new museum lost by someone named Ruby Ryman Mai. Okay. That has 12 cheat meal-themed rooms, like a donut gym with pastry dumbbells. Love this idea. An area to try in a hamburger dress, or swim in a massive cereal bowl. Okay. I... I... I, f- I feel like I keep bringing up hygiene, but yeah. uh, that sounds uh, dirty. Sounds a little dirt. <laughs> These uh, people have organized an area dedicated to teach visitors how to maintain a healthy lifestyle, including ideas for snacks and guilt-free cheat foods, <laughs> all for $40. You know, it's this is such an interesting thing. They're popping up everywhere. These quote-unquote museums yes. that are built for... Instagram pictures to be taken. It's insane. There was one in San Francisco, uh, the Ice Cream Museum. The Ice Cream Museum. I think that toured the country. I think it came here at some point. There's the Rosé Mansion that now exists in New York. Yeah. So fun. (laughs) Is it really? No. No. (laughs) I heard, I I got a text the other day from someone who was there that said it was a good time. Yeah, me too. Um, These are all, it's interesting what Instagram has created. Because we're yeah. all looking for a cool place to take a picture, also have a good time, but we want that fucking picture. Yeah. The Cheat Day Museum couldn't be more aligned with what does well on Instagram. Yeah. 
Totally. You know, it's good. You know, Instagram is good looking people doing shitty stuff, making fun of themselves for doing the shitty stuff. You know, it's like yeah. hot chick pizza. They yeah. all. Yeah, that's probably the most Instagram thing. This is. This. I mean, this sounds like. Yeah. And, and I don't know if it's. Uh, I don't know where I stand on it. Like something like this, like it sounds like something like this sounds like doesn't sound like a business that's going to be here fifty years from now. I'm going to go on a limb and say that it's not. <laughs> but it's they, not. as a pop up situation, yeah, I get it. But I'm also like, you know, when does this bubble pop? You know, because there's like, like I saw there was a there was a whole festival for rose, and I'm like, I like there's a point where do we become self realized? Do we like go? Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna be doing this thing that they like do we we know when someone is trying to market us i i yeah and this is one of those cases where i'm like i can't go to the cheat day museum yeah (laughs) you know like it's too on brand it it's yeah it's it is really on the nose and i see oh i see what you're doing like i I know what you're doing i get it uh yeah i would take the picture have the funny caption uh but also, I don't want to be how much I know. How, I don't want to be me at a certain point. Yeah, know? I don't want to admit that it's that. Yeah, me. <laughs> Intoxicated. Yeah, yeah. It feels like you're less into this than you were two minutes ago. I, I, yeah, <laughs> We've talked it through, Shelby. We've talked it through. It took a second. I, I don't, you know, I, I agree. I, I was into it at first. The idea in practice is funny to me, but it's also like, here's what I think about when I hear about the Cheat Day Museum. What's her name? That started this? I want to say Ruby something. So Ru- Ruby is sitting there with probably 10,000 Instagram followers. She's some sort of social media marketing person. Yeah. These are all assumptions I'm making. Uh-huh. Ruby's going, sees the Rosé Mansion, sees the dessert, the ice cream museum, and goes, oh, you know what I love? Cheat day. And then goes, how awesome would a cheat day museum would be, go? And all her hot friends with 2,000 followers each all go, oh, I love cheat day. Yeah. And they all decide. And then one of them goes to, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They all clap for each other at the table. And then the one with the most bucks goes to Papa Bear, Mama Bear, and says, I got this great idea for a business. And then we're going to start a cheat day museum. She shows them the idea. They put in some bucks and they go, everyone's going to come. They're all going to buy tickets. Look at how well this one did. And now I'm in the mind of a person looking to make money. And that's where I get turned off. Because that's the point point where this isn't so uh, off the top of my head. Totally, or whimsical anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now they got sponsorship. Now they got cheeseburger dresses yeah. because they know we can sell thousand cheeseburger dresses. I know it. I'd also like to just point out that any delicious restaurant is Cheat Day Museum. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Any good restaurant is really. I can create my own Cheat yeah, Day Museum. It, yeah, it's called Pretty In-N-Out fucking Burger. easily. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can go on infatuation and figure it out. Yes. I don't need and and the thing is, it's like I don't need people in shape telling me about their cheat day. No. You don't have the issue with food that other people who need the cheat day have. Yeah. Like, if someone is just naturally in good shape, like, listen, being out of shape is hereditary. You, it is learned traits that are very tough to kick. I know it from my own life, okay? My family ate dinner in six minutes, okay? You can't not 
have weight issues when your family eats in six minutes. <laughs> yeah. It takes 10 minutes to figure out your full. That's four minutes for me to overeat. Yeah. Okay? And I can put down a lot in four minutes. So these issues that I have with food are just things that like have gone from my family for generations. So when Hottie McHatterson with the, you know, with the swimmer's body that just came out of the womb that way because their parents ate vegetables and they didn't eat like animals yeah. comes and tells me about their cheat day, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, like I'm yeah, out yeah. on you needing cheat day because you don't, you don't, you don't need it. Yeah. You know how to eat like a human. I've done these things where I've gone like 12 days on one cheat day on the 13th day or like a 13 days on 14th day cheat day. And listen, it's fucking hard to do. It's not easy and for me. And so when I see like cheat day museum, that isn't someone who at eight o'clock at night is going to the kitchen to get a small cup of popcorn, then eats the popcorn and goes and then can't stop the rest of the night until they're totally full. That's someone who has a better relationship with food than I have. Yeah. So... Fuck yourself, Cheat Day Museum. <laughs> <laughs> Shelby, you're right. I really came around on that one. Yeah. I have a, a solution for your eating fast problem. Though. Okay. Uh, if it's to chew 11 times each bite, uh, I'm going to say go fuck yourself. But lo- let's hear your suggestion. When I used to have dachshunds, one would eat very fast to prevent the other one from eating their food. Hold on, are you training me with a method used for dogs? We put a can of food like in the middle of the bowl that she'd have to eat around. Have you maybe thought about something like that? <laughs> so wait a minute. Yeah. Wow. Please review this solution uh-huh. for me. So I have to put a can of food- On a date, you go out for dinner on a date. <laughs> also, I use a fork and knife. Yeah. That looks- Still slow things down a bit. It would it, it would be a bit of a hurdle to put a can in the middle. Go from like just plop it right down the plate. Okay. Stick, maybe that would go from like six minutes, maybe to ten. To ten? I gotta get to ten, but I don't know if <laughs> this can idea. I don't know if it works with a fork and knife though. Does it? Depends on the size of the can. This is fair. Could you? Can't you just uh, J Chain? Can't you just like um. Consciously slow down. Yeah, you you know you know can't that's like can't you just uh, go to the gym? Can't you just? Uh, well, no, but I uh, feel yeah. like you're so aware. You know, I'm aware. Yeah, it's just it's tough to you, awareness doesn't mean that it's the same thing as this podcast. Easier to give advice than to take advice. Yeah, I guess that's true. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I and I am aware for a day, and then the next day you forget and then the next yeah. day you know it's a thing yeah i mean i'm aware in the sense that like i had a shake this morning i'm gonna have peanut butter later like i'm like a, like you know monday's get back day yeah like i'm aware in that sense um but saturdays are tough yeah you know, what are you gonna well do? get a can my man you gotta get that can well shelby thank you for bringing the news thanks for having me and thank you for bringing the voicemails at Classic Shelb on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Go follow. I'm really just focused on Instagram. Like yeah. Phil too. We're all moving to the gram, <laughs> huh? Love the gram. That's where all the that's where that's where the fortune can be found. So at Classic Shelb on Instagram. Go follow. Go follow. Phil Hanley, thank you for coming on. Dude, thanks so much for having me, man. At Phil M Hanley on Instagram. The yeah. audience loves you. Oh, go nice. follow. Go support. August 20th. He's going to be at the Village Underground, uh, a very special cause, uh, supporting the... Uh, Operation Smile. 
Operation Smile. That's August 20th at the Village Underground. Go to ComedyCellar.com, get tickets for that. Also, Sacramento Punchline, August 30th through 2nd. Go check out Phil. You're going to love him. I, you got you got to try if you trust this show if you like the show trust me right on thanks jay train thanks and for having so me so at phil m henley on instagram i'm jared freed i'm here every tuesday and friday i am coming to nashville and charlotte um right now i'm currently in san antonio so if you want to come to my show in San Antonio, come check me out on Instagram at Jared Freed or go to jaredfreed.com uh, for tickets for all these shows. Um, so I'm going to be in San Antonio tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. If you're in the area, come on out. Um, I'm going to be at the South Shore Music Te- Circus. That's in Boston, outside of Boston. I'm coming home for one night only, August 10th. Zany's Nashville, August 22nd and 23rd. And Charlotte Comedy Zone, the 15th of August. I should have done that in a different order. The 15th of August at Charlotte Comedy Zone and the 22nd, 23rd at Zany's in Nashville. Bring your friends, bring your coworkers, bring everyone. We're going to have a great time. We'll be back next episode. Boom.